Salutations, humans. We're back for post-show episode 31. This week we start with Grant's review of Narcos Mexico Season 3. Before we get into a general discussion about guilty pleasure shows, shows that are you know not so great but you love watching them anyway, um, we get into the deep on Succession Episode 3. We're a couple weeks behind there, but we'll be caught up very soon before Grant gives his review of the movie WALL-E, which uh, neither of us had seen at that point. And then I go off on a bit of a tangent on Dexter New Blood, the new series that has uh, just launched, episode one of that. And then we get sucked into a bit of a tangent on Halo, because Halo Infinite just launched, and there's tons of gaming news around that, um, before I give my thoughts on Blade Runner Black Lotus, the new anime that launched on Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. And then, uh, you know, quick shout out to uh, the 86 anime, episode 9, before we give you a uh, quick and dirty preview of uh, next week's movie review, Grave of the Fireflies. So look out for that. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy. Hello, Grant. Hey, Dave. How are you? Good, sir. Oh, I'm good. I have... Uh, yeah, it is. I have returned mm. from Sin City, <laughs> Las Vegas, um, at least in body. Good uh, trip, good trip. It was a good trip, good vacation. Not that the listeners would know, not that they mm. ask or care, mm. um, but not well, this is our show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, some concern would be nice. No, mm. I'm kidding. Uh, I had a, I had a good time, but if I sound a little off, um, it's because I left. I think partially some of my vocal cords in the United States. So that happens. Um, how have you been? How was your week while I was away? Ugh, busy work. I, I, I have not had... This is going to be the lightest post-show on my end in a long time. Like, I'm literally going for scraps on this episode. <laughs> but, uh, no, busy. Also, I can't I can't go back. You talking about losing your voice in Vegas, is it's just got, like, an anecdote, anecdote stuck in my head. I remember, you know, when we were younger, going to shows and, like... Hmm like um a sign of like having a great night and almost like it was like a prize of like going home with losing your voice yeah now if i do that it's like i'm, I'm out of commission for like three days like i need to talk in my world you know <laughs> it's like proper communication is key i can't imagine coming away from a show and just be like completely out of out of commission there in the vocal area well it's so it, funny it, how things change it does and i was there celebrating like a birthday and it's a, it's a particularly bir- big birthday that we're not going to talk about. Um, but it's one of those things that like makes you rethink your youth and your adulthood because I, you know, mm. like you just said, we routinely lost our voices. Like you said, mm. it was like a badge of honor coming home from an every time I die show and being like, Oh dude, that was sick last night. Yeah, kill yeah. Show, man. Kill show, bro. Ears are ringing for three days. Now it's like, I can't remember the last time in adulthood where I lost mm. my voice because I was yelling like a crazy person. You know what I mean? Mm. When you're 16 and you're yelling, I think you're just being a 16-year-old. Yeah, when you're, easy. It's yeah, natural. when you're my age, which, again, we're not going to get into. Uh, and, you know, you have to push it to get here. And I'm not happy about how I pushed it to get here. But, you know, sometimes you got to live with yourself. Word. You know, look yourself in the mirror and be like, we're going to do this podcast. Yeah. You know, we might voice not be. Voice or not. Yeah, we, yeah, sans voice. Okay. Um, but all of that said... I, you know, flights got delayed on the way back. It was a total mess. But I, you know, was basically in pieces on the Monday. And thankfully, I had that booked off work as well. So I just spent most of the day in front of the couch. I don't know, or in front of the couch, in front of the TV, on the couch. Um, I don't know if I watched a lot of quality, but I watched a lot of quantity. (laughs) 
Mm, sometimes, but, yeah. the tired days, it's always qu- it's always quantity over quality on like, 100%. the the recoup days. It's just, it's the mm-hmm. it's the most effective. I I, I kind of did that too. Um, I you know well, I guess we'll jump right into it. Mm-hmm. I, I finished off Narcos. Oh, um, nice. I did Narcos I did Mexico like a, season three. Narcos Mexico season three. I did a six episode like just day binge just like let's just get it done you know one of those i had to rewatch one of them <laughs> because <laughs> i fell asleep a little midday nap but uh yeah it's i guess in summary yeah yeah not, you know feel free we'll, to, we'll, we'll get yeah. you know it's it's one of those shows like i was very hot on it when the season dropped like it's only been two weeks now i think yeah but, i think we talked about it last week and you were high on it yeah like on and, you know it, it was you know it's great like there's no it's just it's one of those shows but. where no, it's not not even a but. It's just it's one of the the prime examples of a show where there's just things in it that are like you know a ten, and there's things in it that kind of like lull and lag. Like it's kind of like not like a soap opera. It's it's the closest thing to like primetime TV. Like it's like mm. it's like half primetime TV, half like um, luxury, or I, I can't even think of the right word for it, but like luxury TV, like HBO content kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the reoccurring theme is every single season in Narcos has had that. You know, there's there's stuff that really works, stuff that's kind of okay. And, but, like, there's just a consistent, the look always looks the same. The show is always pretty. It's always really well acted. It's just, it's just some of the story beats just don't always work. Right. And, but, like, but to their credit, they stick them out to the very end and they always cap off an ending for pretty much every story. So, it's one of those weird things. It, it's, it's... I never really realized it until, you know, when I finished this season. It's like the best guilty pleasure show you could really sit down with, in my opinion. You know, like it's it's got you know, it's got great, it's nothing bad, but it's like it's got okay, it's got great, it's got amazing, and it just con- is consistent and you, you know, you can't ask for much more than that sometimes. Yeah. And it's kinda it's kinda so I think it's a victory in, in that regard. I definitely don't think it's the strongest season uh, of you know of the Mexico's lineage or the Mexico lineage, um, but I think some of the, I still stand by some of the set pieces are like the best or some of the best they've done in, in any of the five seasons of Narco. In, oh really? In, in total, yeah. So they went. And there's for one it. scene. There's one scene in particular. Like I still think about. It, it's still like one of the most stressful like shootouts I've seen on TV or in a movie. Yeah, I mean they definitely. It sounds like Netflix really did pump that whole thing full of budget mm. you know the yeah. first narcos was definitely really well done production value wise and then they gave it a whole spin-off so that's that's good to hear that 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 quality maintained but you know you mentioned generally speaking they do endings pretty well is season three an exception to that or did it also have a strong ending it had it felt like it had like a 30 minute last 30 minute rushing problem uh-huh. and it's it's kind of you know it's kind of like what i what i what i just mentioned is it's not often like three plot lines kind of end all at the same time. It's yeah. like ending, next scene, ending, next scene, ending. And it kind of like wrapped them all up. And, you know, like I said, some of them worked, some of them didn't. Mm. It felt really fast, but they also teed up, clearly teed up a fourth season. Oh, really? So I think, you know, like it's it's one of those, it's one of those endings where, you know, if it didn't get picked up again, 
it would be fine. It would be like a wrap package. But if it did, they are they have that extra little story that's kind of like ready. You know, it's got that jump start ready to go. Yeah. Which is it's a you know it's I feel like a lot of shows do that. They always want to keep the door open. I think you know weeks and weeks ago we were I can't remember what we were talking about, but you would you would mention that like you know what company is not going to leave the door open for more IP? <laughs> you know, yeah, more storytelling. Absolutely. But it was it was it was it was very tastefully done, and I think as a whole, like I said, it's not. It's not as strong as the other two Mexico seasons, but I think it, it was it was really good. It was a good watch. Like I said, the set pieces and just the visuals of it are, and nice. the acting. The acting is so good in it, especially like with the uh, the Hispanic actors set in Mexico. Yeah, I never watched any of the Mexico uh, episodes or seasons whatsoever, but I remember that the primary narcos. Uh, I was in love with the uh, yes. with the performances. Everyone there was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something in there that caught my attention though, because. You called it kind of a guilty pleasure show. Yeah. And that's just not... I mean, I remember, I haven't seen it, right? Because my memory of Narcos is that it's, like, legitimately good. Um, so I don't. I never thought of it as, like, a guilty pleasure kind of a show. And that just made me think of, like, do you have any other guilty pleasure shows that, like, you knew maybe in your heart that they were, like, not good, Bosch. but you watched anyway? What? 100%. Bo- Bosch? What's Bosch? Uh, we we talked about that a few weeks ago. It's like a cop show. Oh yeah, um, yes, 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 set, yes, yes. Set in LA, the seventh. I think the final season just aired. Nice. Um, it's like kind of popcornish. You know, mm. it's like it's one of those like early days. It was it was like really good, and then towards the end, it kind of gets. You know, it's it's one of those shows where like it it threads the line of like, is this good production value or is this just like sunny LA? You know, (laughs) you know, it it toes that weird line. But yeah, there's definitely there's definitely shows like that. I think they kind of, you know, it's it's so funny. I keep hearing talk about Yellowstone. You know, dude, you know, a friend. A friend of the show, Bronson, you know, shout out. Yeah. He was asking me, he's like, he's like, what's the word on Yellowstone? I was like, I don't know, man. I think, like, horny moms like that show. Like, that's, you know, that's all I've heard about it. And it, I feel like it kind of falls into that category of, like, Bosch and maybe See, even, yeah. I'm curious now because, ha- like, a bunch of the dudes I was with in Vegas were talking about Yellowstone. But, like, oh, yeah. And I don't see say this in a negative way, but sometimes you don't really know. Um, if a recommendation is good because you don't know the source, <laughs> it's a good sure. are you saying it's good? But generally speaking, you like bad TV because I mm. I get those recommendations a lot of the time. You yes. know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't want to not gonna put anyone in the hot seat or anything, but like yeah, I remember people being like, oh, you have to, you know, they give you like a very like B romantic comedy and like oh my god, it's fantastic. You have to see it in the theater. <laughs> it's like wait, what? You want me to yeah. see? You want you want to see friends with benefits because it's the best thing you've ever seen. Like, what the sure. fuck are you talking yeah. about? Um, so I don't know about Yellowstone, but it's on Prime, right? So I think I'll probably yeah, give that a shot. So. I re- oh, you know, yeah. go ahead. It, it, in similar fashion to Yellowstone, you know, when I was talking to Bronson about it, uh, I had watched the show on Netflix called Longmire, which was borderline like trash TV, mm. but like just had like a sexy cowboy and like the clearly too young like. You know, sh- like sheriff sidekick that you mm-hmm. know, falls in love with them and all that. Yeah, like Katie Sackhoff was in it um, from like Battlestar uh, Galactica fame. Okay, and, you know, but that was like pure, pure uh, guilty pleasure. And also, like, I don't want to undersell Narcos. Like, I, when I referred to it as gu- guilty pleasures, you know, like it's a clearly like it's a, one of the best made shows I've seen. Like, it's it's beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's just it's 
there's just like storyline plots in it that are just like don't work and it's like oh this is yeah. just popcorn it's very like soapy in yeah, that okay, way okay but, well uh, i have i have a, a legitimately soapy one that like throughout watching it i would just be sitting there being like this is so bad god i can't wait for the next episode now to be fair this was years ago but okay. i'm just thinking about it because you brought up guilty pleasures I dude, I think I watched in its entirety the entire Vampire Diaries. Show. Oh, I and I'm like I don't say that with pride. <laughs> like sure, I remember. I don't know what it was. I think it was in. I was. It was on in high school, right? I um, think so. Yeah, and then yeah. it like, but it was on for like eight or ridiculous seasons or something like that. Um, but I watched every single one, and I don't know why. I knew it was bad the entire time, but I watched that shit. So hmm. anyway. Um, you know what else was like did you ever watch suits yeah dude what the fuck is up with suits like same thing it's just like it's beautiful people like just like that are not great actors and like they're all just banging each other and they're all just like giving hot sexy eyes in the office and then like the file like you just have people like regurgitating like legalese as though like (laughs) as though like a genius with no fucking law degree like like what like i i I don't know Uh, I don't want to shit too hard on suits because I only got through two episodes and I was like, oh, this is like fun. But now oh, I know. I watched like six seasons of that. And oh. It was just like I had to pull the plug. I was like, this See, doesn't get more headier than it possibly could, you know? Like, okay. It's... Is it okay? I'm saying this after having seen two episodes of it, so don't come after me if I, this is really sure. wrong. But is it just really? Is it bad succession? Um. I don't even think they're in the same ballpark. You think like, they're like think, way off? I think it's way off. I think visually, yes, it has some some over you know, there's some tonal visually yeah. tonal stuff there. I think that's just like New York City office skyrise stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You know, this like the super high end suits and dresses and But you know, like that. corporate life Aesthetic. problem think, solving, luxury no, living. It's, no? I, I would say it's like apples and oranges legitimately. Yeah. Damn, okay. But uh, good segue, succession. Yeah, okay. up or what? Yeah, let's get into it. So, Succession episode three. That's all I got. Um, I think we're on episode five right now. Is that what aired five this weekend? Just, yeah, five was this week. I heard it was a huge one. So, sorry that I, I haven't watched it. Um, I, I will say... Okay, spoilers for episode three of Succession. Season three, episode three. So, I watched it last night. It was so good. <laughs> oh, so good. Third episode's the best one so far, in my opinion. Yeah, so the spark notes of that episode is pretty much just everyone's still waiting for the pen to drop um kendall is still like on the outs and going it i guess what i would say episode three happens is all out war breaks out between kendall and his siblings um because you know shiv has to do this whole presentation to answer all, all these like corporate social responsibility questions now that kendall has gone public about the shit that they're up to you know kendall's trying to play ball with the doj um the fbi ends up raiding uh their offices uh at the end of the episode so like that stuff is heating up but i think like the heart of the show is like you know kendall pretty much sabotages shiv by playing music uh which was intense it was so intense that was crazy um but then her retaliation is just like they they, throw the throat yeah she was fucking pissed um 
and she torpedoes him in public uh, just with a signed statement from herself because her brothers wouldn't sign it with her. Just saying that he's like a philandering misogynist with like... Um, Addict, you know, like uh, yeah, repeated the, addictive yeah. Uh, offenses. Says he's been the family has tried to rehabilitate him several times, with no luck. Um, you know, there, she's she's basically discrediting him in a really really gory way. Not something you really do to your family, especially in public. Um, as he's like going through this whole process, it's more of a PR play than anything. But like Jesus Christ, like it rocked him though. It worked. Oh my, also, no kidding, scene, dude. The scene of her like spitting into his journal. Yeah. is one of it, it like she's a tremendous actor you know actor and like you know i think she you know she's had a lot of like really good scenes throughout the three seasons but like like what people can do with their face like in front of a camera yeah. like intentionally and like just the you know like if she was if he was in the room she would have like you know eviscerated him like oh, yeah. you know it was it was one of the most visceral spitting you know spit scenes i've ever seen in a movie it was fucking intense like yeah, because you she could, hates him. You could tell she wanted to scream and stomp her feet and punch things and throw things around, like just have a genuine outburst. But like she was, she refused. She was just holding herself together. Goes into the office, and that that was like the small bit that like of like rage that she couldn't like prevent from yeah. seeping out physically. And then immediately after that, it's about revenge. It's like okay, so yeah. now I have to kill you. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So that was intense. Um, also, one of my another like iconic Greg bit, who I think we would probably agree is like the best. Uh, com- Tom and Greg, uh, com- yeah. Tom and Greg comedically are so incredibly talented. Um, HBO did this um, sort of weird promo thing. I think it was like who sa- it's the segment they put on YouTube called "Who Said That," and it's just a promo piece of the first two seasons, and they read out funny lines. Um, of from the show, and the actors have to guess which characters said them. And Greg and Tom did their segment together. And did you know that Tom is British? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. He has such a very, great, very deep voice. Yeah, he, he his American accent is stellar. I had yeah. no idea. He that guy is fucking nailing it. I couldn't believe how good that was. Um, the the bit I'm talking about there in episode three is when is when Kendall hooks him up with a watch guy. Oh my god! And it's and then he ends the up buying it. I love the whole episode. Like the watch guy is just like around like the whole time. Yeah. And the line about the uh, I'm blanking on the, like is not the pigment or the. Uh, Essentially, like, your wrist, like, getting, like, your wrist sweat on the watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, no, there is none. He's like, I got none of that. (laughs) I showered. I showered. And then at the end of the episode, it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work anymore. And one of the girls is like, why would you spend $40,000 on something that doesn't work? He's like, what? You enabled me. You You said words of, like, positive affirmation. And that, like, made me think that you thought it was a good idea. His stuttering, panicky behavior. Like, I don't know how you do that. Um, and they had, like, this is something that you don't see a lot in sh- in anything, really. It's like, they had a secondary audio track. Ha- like, they had Greg in the background, and his character is often in the background. But they, yeah. they were, like, miking him up while he was arguing about the watch. While yeah. Kendall was having, like, an important conversation. So you can still hear him be like, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, like, <laughs> that was He's just like, so well done. The, he's the perfect background, anxious, neurotic character who's just, like always loud and like their presence is 
always known in the room, oh like whether God, they're being yeah. paid attention to. But <laughs> you can always hear Greg. It's it's one of the smartest things they do in the show. Is just let him cook in the background sometimes. Yeah, that and the obvious decision for like Tom to use him as something to abuse. Like Tom puts him in a new shitty office <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the conversation he just goes stay and he just like, yeah. closes the door <laughs> it's because of course like anybody in that society that has power like tom doesn't really have a lot of power in this family dynamic but he does have power over greg <laughs> and that's like you can see him yeah. using it all the time because yeah. he doesn't really have the benefit of like abusing anybody else there was also like Another, like, one thing they really did a great example of in this episode was, like, these characters feel incredibly grounded, right? We've talked about that before. But every Mm -hmm. now and then, we get a glimpse of, like, how absurdly privileged they are. Mm. Like, because they feel like real people and they feel grounded. But sometimes you forget that, like, they're all, like, their family net worth is in the billions, um, sure. And you, you know, because you want you want them to feel like real people and accessible, but at the same time, you don't want the audience to forget that like you're talking to people that, in a way, you'll never relate to, right? Yeah. And I just remember this scene of like one was Roman being coached by the PR people uh, because he's about <laughs> to do uh, an interview about like fun memories with his dad. Yeah, and they're and they're just like breaking every journalistic ethic rule like in the book, right? He's like, I need to know exactly what they're going to ask me. No, I don't want that question. No, I don't want that. Qu-. Like they're just like, no, absolutely not. We own a news network. Pitch shot the softballs. Do exactly this. Um, yeah. and then there was another one before Shiv goes on stage and it's ruined. She's meeting with like the senior executive team, and they had like a Q and A apparently with all the employees, <laughs> and it's like. You know, I'm, like, from the corporate world, and I understand, like, the importance of those things. And those things are super common, right? Like, where you get, like, all the employees to, like, submit Q&As. And it was just so, like, Roman and her reading the questions, being like, oh, my God, no, we can't answer this. Who are these people? Why wouldn't we just fire these people with these stupid questions? They work here. These people work here. I love that. (laughs) Like, Dad can't hear any of this. Oh, my God. Like, that was when it came out for me. I was like, oh, right. Like, they know better than their dad in a lot of ways. Mm. But, like, they're also, like, they also don't know how real people behave. Like, you know what I mean? This was, like, their first exposure to, like, how people feel about the company and the family. And they're like, oh, my God, this is absurd. I can't even believe someone would write this. (laughs) I fucking love that. It's another good example Uh, of why the show is so goddamn good. Good show. Such a good show. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you know, because, obviously, like, I'm, I'm like caught up but i'm already getting like this the sinking feeling of oh fuck like we're at the halfway mark like and that heartbreak you know, it's almost happens. It is, like it's it's almost over like it's not but it's just like one of those things of like ah no i want this to go on forever yeah but uh yeah it's, they've uh, been it's extremely extremely strong they did really really well at the uh at the emmys mm. um okay so let me think here I'm wondering what I should tell you next. Or do you have one that you want to go with first? Yeah, I I got something quick. Uh, So we did a family movie night. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're trying to stick with the (laughs) no one's seen it rule. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're all like, there's no, you know, no get to pick over each other kind of thing. But we we ended up deciding on uh, Wally. 
You ever seen that? No. So obviously the family movie night involves the the kiddo, right? So you're yeah, keeping it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Yeah. PG family. I like the idea. Night. I like the idea of no one's seen it before though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it, it is hard because like, you know, like Leanne and I are like you know, <laughs> parent situation. So like we yeah. we've seen you know we're significantly older. We've seen a lot more, and it's it's fun. It's interesting too because you know with, with you know with Corinne it's some of the older like the really old stuff just doesn't play you know it's like yeah eh, no not for me like the second like an animation style has kind of come up it's like eh, like you know ain't about that but um you know so anyways so we we uh we watched wally and it's always it's been one of the pixar movies that i haven't seen i think i've seen pretty much all of them with the exception of of this one and and, and one of i think the cars movies but this movie is always like everyone's number one. People say this is like the best movie they've ever made. It's the best movie they ever will make. You know, it's it just it's so high on the echelon. And from a distance, I never fucking understood why. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I still don't get that. But it's a great movie. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those ones like it has a really good story. It's one of the few times where I think the less talking, the better. You know, as we, you know, the two of us sit into mics and talk back and forth for, for an hour <laughs> plus. But, like, the movie really benefit from, like, you know, less, you know, less dialogue and more visual storytelling. And, you know, it's just a very good heartfelt story. And it was, it was one of the ones that, like, man, I wish I had seen that in the theater. Because it looks like, it came out uh, probably 15 years ago now. Must be. Yeah, it's probably dated by now, yeah. Because we, we were in high school, I think, when that came out. Yeah, that's so, right. So anyway, anyways, I don't want to sit on too long. Great, like you know, Pixar is just forever legendary, you know. And this is just like another, like it's obvious. I still, I, I still don't get why people say it's one of the best ones. I don't, I don't think it's that, but um, I really enjoyed it, and I think it's a great family movie. It's funny, and uh, good voice acting. Like that's the thing too. Like you really appreciate when people do talk in it. Like they really, it's like really good performances. Um, but. Uh, What's his name? Jeff Garland. He's in it. He's really good in that. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays like one of the major speaking characters in the movie. But uh, yeah, it's, good it's shit. crazy on how many of those I've missed out on. Like how many mm. of the uh, just like the Pixar PG movies I missed out on because it feels like when you grow out of it, you grow out of it. And unless there's like sure. a child in your life or a reason for you to see them, like you just don't see them. I think mm-hmm. I don't know if I have that excuse because then again, like. I talk to people our age all the time who don't have kids, and they've all seen these movies. So sure. I, then again, so I don't know. Like, I, genuinely, the last Pixar movie I, I remember seeing, like, of my own accord was, like, the first Incredibles. Really? Like, I haven't seen Frozen. Well, I haven't seen Wally. I don't think Frozen's Pixar. I think it's Disney. But no, but you know, know, I, I know uh, you mean. Mainstream oh, I know animated you movies, yeah. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, from, from this continent. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've seen it what upwards of a thousand times at this point. If there, yeah, quite a lot. I uh, had a little girl when that was big, so yeah. for sure. <laughs> but um, no, if there's if there is one like modern, you know, something post Incredibles that you got to see is Coco. That's the fucking one. Coco, eh? Dave, oh, it's tremendous. It's we, we, uh, Pixar. I think we watch it. Yeah, it's Pixar. We I think we try and watch it like once a year, if we can. That's it's it's that good. Like, okay. Yeah, tremendous music, great story, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movie. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. 
I'll talk to the wife and see what she says. Because she's, you know, I don't know. She's into that kind of stuff. Um, maybe I'll It's get good just kickback movie. Like, yeah. sometimes you just want to sing along and kind of just, like, feel the music. And it's, yeah, Coco's the one for that, for sure. Okay. Um, okay, on a very similar note to Wally, then, I will move on to uh, Dexter. Oh. So that dropped. I don't know if you're aware. Um, yeah. Totally forgot. What is it? Dexter New Blood? So I'm really torn on this. Um, There's two episodes out. I've only seen one. And, like, so did you watch all of Dexter? Or any of it for that matter? Yeah, okay. No, all of it, yeah. And and I don't, I'm not saying this, like, in any way to be, like, beat around the bush or, like, sit on the fence. It's just that I don't know. I don't, I truly don't remember if Dexter, the original series, would hold up today. I think most of the fandom was perhaps fairly on the same page with regards to their ending and it being a little bit wobbly and you know the back half of the seasons maybe like the last couple being a little bit eh because yeah. um, maybe they just took too long to do the things they needed to do and then the way they decided to wrap it up was a little questionable um, but I remember really enjoying the first several seasons um, mm. I don't know if that holds up today. I was also like, you know, 16 or 17 when that stuff was on TV. So I don't know like sure. if it's amazing, but I remember the world building was great. The characters, the performances were all good. Um, okay. So now that that's out of the way, I think this still feels like Dexter, um, in the way the production value is set up and the narration and the monologuing. Um, but it, it, it's extremely jarring the fact that he's in like a snowy climate and like, you know, that's, you can tell that from the poster, right? That's not a, that's not a spoiler. Um, it's just that like, they, they're clearly trying to be like, okay, it's a time lapse. We have to show you what has happened, what his life is now. And I think that's just a really, really tall mountain to climb for any show. Like, mm. not just, de- like, you know what I mean? What if, you know, pick a show, and now they have to do a 10 years removed, and he lives on, like, a in a different state. You know what I mean? Like, it's just hard to do that effectively in one hour. And w- as we've said a million times, pilots are hard. And this is a new series, even though there's, like, all this history. So, I, I think I'm, like, just sort of undecided. I think that the performance was good. Michael C. Hall reliably de- delivers. He's, like, good at Dexter. They... Sure have made some choices with the storyline and some of the past characters that like you can kind of see coming from a mile away and you sort of hope don't get tired but again i'm only one episode in i would say that if you're a fan if you watched the entirety of dexter and regardless of how you felt about it though i think the odds are that you didn't love the ending i think it's worth watching this like i think Dude, it's gonna be like eight to ten episodes or something. Like, sure. yeah, yeah. You may, you know, sure. it's like, um, this doesn't happen often, right? Where like they they more or less call a mulligan a decade later, and everybody wants to, everybody wants to be involved and be like, okay, what else could there be? What you know, is there an epilogue that makes sense? And we get to decide at the end. Like, would it have been better if you just left it alone? Because it's funny, like a lot of the shows out there, right? Like they always the you know that you the idea is always leave the audience wanting more and a lot of classics do but that always that also often i should say assumes that you stick the landing and i don't think the original dexter series did so this whole like miniseries kind of feels okay it's because it's like in my mind they're like trying to fix it do you does that make sense 
Yeah, so I'll ask you. So I guess before I ask my question is, I think my problem with Dexter towards, you know, the show kind of, I think every single season they went for like a monster of the season. Yeah. That was like their their thing. And, you know, it was, and it, it wasn't like in an X-Files way or even, you know, any show like where it's like a, you know, like they, they dedicated like a full... Yeah. It just it got old. It got really old. Well, dude, like how many seasons were there? Season. <laughs> yeah, I think there was seven, seven or eight. That's no, a lot. This one is. I think this one is eight. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah. So, are they just going back to that same formula? Is it just like there's a new big bad and it's just in a new setting, or like they try? From what you can tell in the first episode, is it them trying to do something different with the little time they have, or that like this? You know. Yeah. Um... Uh, truthfully after the pilot i i don't know i I, like i think that they're clearly setting something up i just don't know Mm. what it is it would be weird to me if the decision was like okay let's just give him like a new arch nemesis Mm. um that would feel kind of silly but I, i don't know i i have a feeling and I'm shooting in the dark because, like, the pilot really doesn't give you much here. Um, but I have a feeling, like, they're going to try and give Dexter, like, a better resolution, his character, in one way or another. And I'm fairly... It would it would probably not be Dexter if he wasn't out investigating things and killing people along mm-hmm. the journey, right? So I'm going to assume there's going to be an antagonist. I just don't know what form that's going to take. Um, because like, if you just do like a self exploration journey, like then it's not Dexter anymore. And now it's just like a six hour, or eight hour finale. Like it's, that's why I said, like, it's a tall task. Like mm. recognizing you fucked up and you want to fix it is one thing, but like actually fixing it is like a whole other problem. Like it's just a hard problem to solve. So I don't know what they're going to do, but like, like my curiosity is like, okay, I was genuinely mad about this when they ended it the first time. You know, and that was a decade ago, so, like, I'm not mad about it anymore, but, like, 20-year-old me would be like, yo, absolutely watch this. Like, I loved it. It's it's rare that this happens. Go ahead. When it was on, I fucking loved this show. Mm. It was so good. This is a show, I had the DVDs for this show. You know, it was just, I would just throw on an episode of Dexter. You know, it was, he was so good in it. There was a great cast, you know, like, it was just, like, a bunch of goofball. It was such a silly show. The, the Miami vibe? Like, they, dude, they, they nailed Miami. Like, I mean, as a man who's never been to Miami. But, like, they, <laughs> just, like, they nailed the feeling of a place. They nailed a setting. Sure. Right? Everyone's always sweating. Everything's always hot. People are, you, the, the, the set production, the fashion on the show. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, the, like, the walk up to his, like, his apartment plaza iconic, oh, is iconic. Yes. Like, him walking up to the apartment, it just every time, like, you never knew what was going to happen. Like, That's, it was, yeah. It was so good. You know, like, the ritual of him killing, like, the audience gets invested in that. Um, mm. But it got tired. Like, they, they, they didn't know how to stick the landing, right? Like, they just, they just clearly didn't. I think, um, I don't know if you agree with this, but my take that most people agreed with at the time, it's probably a popular take, that's why, is was that, like, the Trinity Killer in season four, mm. I think, was, like, peak Dexter. Because the For way sure. they end it is they kill Rita. It's, this mm. is over a decade old, so I'm not yeah, getting spoiler warnings. Um, <laughs> but they kill Rita, and that was like, what? Like, you know, mind blown. And then it's like... 
like season five is like oh like he just conveniently never has to see his kids anymore because like they just have to they have to pick up the pieces now you know what i mean now they're like okay mm-hmm. we did this like made this bold choice and now we have to like still run this show but like we can't change it too much you can't just be a full-time dad so we have to find like a good excuse to get rid of the kids and do that you know what i mean like it's just like they're trying to juggle all these choices that like the consequences of all these choices that they made um you're right everything yeah. past the fourth season it just felt like a juggling act whereas before everything kind of had its path and everything yeah. kind of made sense but it was it was just catch up every season there was there, I, i'm it's so funny it's been so long but there was like i know everyone like likes to goof on everything post season four but there was one season that i really fucking liked um i think it was the one with uh mo's deaf <laughs> he, i think it was it was it was the religious season he was like the I think most def was like the priest or something like that. Or he was like a uh, a convict. I remember really liking that. So Colin Hanks was the villain. Colin Hanks. Who the hell is that? Hold on, I'm bringing him up right now. I'm trying to remember like Orange County. Yeah. Uh Tom Hanks' son. Oh yes. Yeah, he was great. I think I remember that that was either like season six. I, it might have been season six, but I remember really, really liking that one. Being like, it, it felt like a return to form, and then the following season was the final. And I was just yeah. like, oh my god, like, <laughs> what is this? Well, it, like, it was just tricky because the obvious thing that like they never really fixed was like Deb finding out about yeah. Dexter, and like by the time she finds out, she had like some weird incestuous. Um, crush on him at the time and that was like a weird choice and like but they didn't really stick to it she's like in love with him but that plot line goes nowhere because then she finds out he's a killer and she wants to say like and then they and then they just kill her character like oh this is simpler let's just fucking kill her we don't know how to have her resolve these feelings so fuck it um yeah yeah that shit was just pure chaos pure mess hard to recover um you know in, in in the midst of it so you know It'll be curious to see what choices they make, right? Because like if you you're... got me jacked up, man. I got I got. I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> like I no, you should. About his bringing back memory lane. Good, good. I'm glad because because you should. Because like you know, if you watch this shit when you, you know, anyone, if you're listening, like if you watch this shit when you were younger, ten years ago, you should watch it now. Like think about how hard it would be to get. And I'm not gonna like spoil anything, but like it's Dexter and you know at least one other friendly face from the original series. And I think that's confirmed. Like, you can Google that shit. Mm. Um, like, for him to come back, like, Michael C. Hall to come back after a decade and be like, okay, like, I guess I'll do this again. Like, you have to think that, he, you know, everyone would be interested in the story and the narrative. Like, are we going to do right? Are we going to fix this? And now I just want to know. I want to know if they fix it. or And even if they fuck it up and make it worse, it's like, well, you kind of lost me at the end there anyway. <laughs> like, mm. You know what I mean? So it's, I, in my mind, it can only go up. Right. I don't know. So we'll see. Check it out. Dexter New Blood. Is it is it a one-off season or are they doing more? Do you think? Guarantee. I I well, I'm not gonna say guaranteed. You never know. Fucking Hollywood. Uh, but I, it is absolutely being advertised as a miniseries. Oh. As like a we're fixing it and that's it. Hmm. I think. It's interesting. Um, I got a couple more things, but how about I just give you some quick hit news to break this yeah, up a little bit? Okay. Um, where do I start? Let's start with video game stuff. Um, two video game things, um, Halo related that you are probably already aware of. 
Um, the first is that I didn't know this was happening, but of course it is. Um, there's going to be a live-action Halo <laughs> show on Paramount Plus. And, I yeah, I didn't ahead. know that it, I didn't know that it was even at this point. I thought that was still like they were talking about it. Yeah, so same it here. Nice to see a trailer. <laughs> it's now to be fair, it's like a teaser, but like sure. Um, I uh, yeah, like I don't know. Um, they've done like Halo like three D movies in the series, like in the past, that were bad. The Halo books are good. The Halo yeah, campaigns are hit and miss like i think it's just like one of those things and i'm not devaluing it you know grant knows this but for the listener like halo like i've probably collectively more time spent more time in my life on halo than every other game combined like it was Mm. by far my favorite growing up um so i'm invested in that in that whole universe but I, i preface in saying that because to me it feels like microsoft and co will just never let this thing die like, because it's one of the no, last sh- things that they have. They shouldn't. Yeah. Um, they, it's it's one of, it's one of the few IPs out there that has not been, like, just beaten to death. You know? Like, a big house yeah. IP. You know? Like, mm-hmm. Sony's Sony's pretty good at, like, you know, not going too overboard with their stuff. Microsoft is, you know, they don't have a lot to hold on to. But, like, I feel like Gears of War has been beaten down more than it needs to be. But Halo... It's had some rough patches, but I feel mm-hmm. like this time around, I think they got a better grip on things, you know? And yeah. Maybe the show is like a, you know, maybe that's flying in the face of what I just said, but, you know, well, no, but, I don't know. You know like, to your vibes. point, like, this is the first time they do something like this. They've been in this mm-hmm. area before, but this is new. And, like, to your point, I, you know, the the second piece of news is that Halo, Halo multiplayer... Um, you know the the new Halo Infinite game dropped as a surprise yesterday, and that's because they were celebrating their twenty year anniversary of the first game, I believe. And I think it's twenty years of Xbox. Oh, 20 years of Xbox. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but what I was going to say is like there haven't been that many Halo games. Like I think I read there's what a five year gap between Halo Five and this one. Like to your point, it's been a while. Yeah. They haven't beaten the game stuff to death, and you know. There'll always be Halo fans, so maybe a show uh, will do well. So we'll see. Um, have you played the the game at all? Yeah, I I, uh, I logged uh, about uh, actually play. I woke up this morning early and I played some. Uh, nice. It's it's fun. That's the thing too, because I'm not. I was never an Xbox guy growing up. You know, I I I think collectively, I am spent more than like four or five evenings playing halo multiplayer Mm. with like you or or whomever so it's like you know it's it's but it's intuitive like i jumped right in i i I knew like that's the thing i know the weapons like i know the lore like because i I did read the books yeah for whatever reason i remember the i was just you know i wanted to know like you know i didn't have an xbox i was like well i gotta get on this halo thing somehow and i remember finding the books and reading those and but uh, it's fun, man. Like it's it's right. Obviously, like you're gonna you're gonna love it because that's your shit. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it up tonight. It. I'm not a huge multiplayer guy. Like I'm, you know, it's but it's just something about this. Like I was jumping right into like a Slayer match, mm. and you know, it was it just kind of clicked. I was like, oh, okay, I like the pistol. I like this. I like that. You know, it's and the features and trying to. I think, like I said, I don't play multiplayer games a lot, so there's a lot of like the new. I think the last multiplayer shooter I played seriously would have been like Modern Warfare Three. 
Uh, you know, okay. like years and years ago, and like the genre, like I actually, you know, I've dabbled with Apex, so like, but like the genre itself has grown so much in all these years, so it's you know, it, it's interesting to see how Halo and Halo still kind of feels like Halo, whereas all this other stuff feels like a new hybrid of what it once was. Yeah. So it it, it feels very genuine from what I've played, and have you played any of it? I played one game uh, today, and it definitely still feels like Halo. Um, but you can see that they're, you know, they're trying to play catch up with how, what F- FPS has turned into. But like they also, are, I, I think it's clear that they're very aware of what Halo is, and yeah. like, you know, I think this is three four three is only their second game with Halo. Um, I, do they not do four as well? Oh four, shit! Five in this? No, you're right. Four five six. Okay, so at this point they've been at it almost as long as Bungie was. Um, but like I think they just know what the Halo DNA is, so it's still very much Halo. But like there are just like little tweaks here and there um, mm. that are like turning it into a little bit more of a modern FPS, but still very very much Halo. Um, so yeah, I think you know I'll see if I get <laughs> sucked back into it. <laughs> we'll see. You know I, I, I haven't I played a lot it, of games I'm, lately. I'm re- I'm ready to play. Like it's, yeah? it's you know like matches I played last night and this morning. I was just like this is fun. Like I'm not great at it. I had. Mm. <laughs> I had a killer match this morning. <laughs> like, of course you play in the mornings. You're such a grown up. It's so weird, <laughs> you know. And you like, play before work. Yeah, it was it was one of those ones where I was doubting I was doubting myself so much that I did so well. I was like, I must have accidentally went into like a bot game or something. Like, I was like, there's <laughs> no way. I was like, there's no way I did all that. But it wasn't. It was with actual players. I was pretty. Uh, I took a photo of the score screen at the end. Let's but, uh, uh, let's spin up a little after the pod. I think we should. Yeah. There you go. The other thing too is I think I think you can play this on XCloud. So I'd be curious to try it on PC yeah. and just stream it. Mm. You know, like try it with mouse and keyboard because I think that is some of the the there's a lot of pettiness out there right now. PC players are just cleaning up. In, oh really? In, uh, yeah, in quick play. So it's because it's it's, oh, it's like cross it's cross play. Yeah. yeah. So it's which is a first, right? For Halo? Uh, for for Halo, I'm not sure. Yeah, not I think sure. it's definitely a first for Halo. Interesting though. But uh, but yeah. but it is fun. It's exciting. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's not often where, you know, because when it comes to single player games and big budget titles, you know, there's there, there's a certain zeitgeist to that and being involved with it. But it's more of a like a secular experience. Mm-hmm. I, I'm never ever involved in like the the whatever the current multiplayer zeitgeist is. Zeitgeist is. And like just like like I said, the little time that I played last night, I feel giddy. I was like, I feel like I'm a part of something, you know? It's like it's ground floor. I'm getting in on it. Like you see, like the seasons. And that's the big thing too. Is all this battle pass stuff over the years. Like that's that stuff kind of came in. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really playing games when that became a thing, or at least multiplayer games when that was a thing. So it's that's kind of like wrapping my head around that. But it's you know the the modern complaint is like microtransactions and this and battle passes and like this game it's really not pushing it you know like it's, and but but they're staying free like that's the like that's also a first for halo the, yeah they never the had a free play. completely free yeah anyone can play so i assume like you said they're not pushing microtransactions but i assume you can like spend real money on currency in order to purchase like skins and shit well, we were we were talking last night, you know, messaging one another in, yeah. in our group chat, and you know, I, I went, I was at the screen, and you know, it's it's clearly evident, like press press Y or whatever, and it'll pull up like this battle pass screen, yeah, and it goes to, and it's like, yeah, to get upgraded to this, use this currency into that, 
And usually in these games, from what I've read, is it's like automatically like sends you to the store to use real money to buy that you know currency uh-huh. to purchase that pass. It didn't even give you the option to do that. It was just like, oh yeah, in-game currency only, and you earn it like from matches kind of thing. Interesting. Do you so think it's, maybe it's, that'll arrive later? Because I like I read this is like it's not really access, but it, like they are tweaking it as they go like towards the quoted official release date in like a month or something so do you think like it'll change it's live it's live service stuff it's like the name of the game right now so it's like if if it's playable and it's working get it out there and then stuff will adjust over time right um so you know the other tactic as you see in games is like you know when review copies are going out they keep all that stuff saying no 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 there's none of that and then they wait a couple months till like you know it's out of people's minds and then they like you know reverse load in all like the microtransactions and and uh, stuff like that but it's this is gonna have so much eyes on it and also Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like bad press with the battlefield game right now and call of duty right now all the shit with activision and blizzard dude halo is in such a fucking spot to just like okay right you know ride it out and just like be just be good you know it's it's a special moment actually like it's yeah yeah so wait just while we're here and i know we're not a gaming podcast but people can deal with it um yeah tangents so nice so, tangents. okay so what what's happening like you know I, I don't really play games right so i saw something like you know activision can't keep doing this i saw a headline about that and then i'm in another group chat and i said hey anybody is anyone playing the new halo and i go oh yeah i mean everyone goes oh definitely halo can't touch battlefield right now like so what the hell is happening what like what's wrong with battlefield what is blizzard activision up to you know the synopsis or the cliff notes yeah but like why are people so upset i think battlefield is more um i don't know if it's a situation of biting off more than they can chew or just like overselling of a product you know because this is the first battlefield in a long time where it's multiplayer only there's no campaign whatsoever okay. i think there's like story story integration to some maps and stuff like that um but it's from what i've read it's just like open landscapes you know like not what they were sold uh a lot of stuff with like loadouts like they're trying to in a lot of shooters now there's i think it was made popular by uh, rainbow six siege so it's like operators so like you don't necessarily play as like a gen- your generic character with your loadout i think you play as like a specific type of character with a skill set so like apex legends or overwatch like a, almost like a character shooter okay so stuff like that, I think there's just like a lot of not as much customization. The game is like not ready. It comes out soon. Like it's you know, it, it think I think it's the state of the game itself is just not running well. Okay. And Activision Blizzard, that's a whole other fucking can of worms. That's like the biggest can of worms we've seen in a long time. It's just sexual, you know, rampant sexual assaults. Oh, and, okay. So and, nothing necessarily it, related to like games that are putting out, like more of like a well, co- no. corporate culture. The corporate culture thing, it's all encompassing to, like, you know, the products, which, you know, it's its its gross. Like, the stuff, even today, like, you know, very topical. Like, the stuff came out about the CEO, like, himself. Did he step about down? Stuff. No. Okay. And even the, sh- like, he was accused of, I think he was accused of an assault and, like, covering up an assault, I wow, think. Wow, okay. And he said all this stuff. And apparently the shareholders are siding with him. That was, like, a press release today, too. Oh, okay. So it's, it's... It's messy. It's just rich, gross people doing gross things. It's yeah. watching from a distance. It's it's yeah. hard not to be cynical. But anyway, so with Call of Duty specifically, I think that's just another state of. There's a lot of cheating going on, and they're introducing anti-cheat system software. Jesus. And it's like I said, 
I'm not a multiplayer guy. This is just stuff I've seen from the sidelines right. of what's going on. But I think Halo has the moment, like, it's like lightning in a bottle with yeah. everything going on around they've, them. They've got an opportunity to stick to their guns and, like, you know. Good time and, to put and, it out as a surprise free game, too. Like, yeah, ahead of schedule, I mean. Microsoft has just been all about goodwill over the past couple of years. And I think this is, like, some of the first real fruit of, you know, of, of their effort, of their labor, you know. It's, right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really digging it. I'm excited for the campaign. I've never played a, a Halo campaign before. Am I? You know, it's crazy, or is it not? Or no, is it possible to do online co-op for it? Um, it will be, but it's not at launch. Okay, and uh, yeah. the launch of that is December, December eighth, I believe. Yeah. We should do that together. That could be fun. I would review it on the pod. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. That would be good. Maybe a little bonus episode or something um cool okay man that was a lot but that's that's dope um we we should we should spin it up tonight or this week or something um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna finish real quick with some quick very this time very quick news one is that tomorrow is the 15 no 15th anniversary of code geos um i think code geos was in my like uh top 10 or top 5 for like 2020 I discovered mm. it obviously pretty late. Um, I don't think you've seen it, correct? I have not. Okay, uh, it's a recommendation for me. Always will be, but only two seasons, and then they did like a bad movie afterwards that is not canon. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's it's stellar and celebrating their anniversary. There will be some kind of announcement. Um, you know, cross your fingers. It's not like uh, a gotcha game. <laughs> uh, a, yeah, a gotcha game or a mobile game or you know something like that. Or, like, they're not restarting it. Because, like, one of the things that people love about Code Geass is it's two seasons and its ending is ping. Oh, yeah? Good. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, that's why, you know, everyone's like, oh, please, God, don't come back for season three or something. Um, mm. But hopefully that's not it. I mean, maybe it'll just be, like, some limited edition fucking bed sheets or something. Who knows? Um, and then the <laughs> next one, another quick hit. Speaking of selling out, uh, Demon Slayer is getting their own plane <laughs> in Japan in February. Oh my God. Um, but uh, that's also not I super thought that shocking. was a Photoshop joke you sent me today. No. Um, that's legit. <laughs> but, like, in, you know, Demon Slayer, and, you know, you and I aren't going to shit on it because, and I'm not going to call them sellouts either. Like, you know, one of the things that I think we've praised them for is that they've capitalized so efficiently on hitting mainstream hype. Like, season one, lightning in a bottle, then they do, what, the highest grossing anime film of all time worldwide, and then they follow it up with uh, season two, which is, you know, really highly anticipated, and then they have these, uh, what is it, universal collaborations, you know those universal theme parks in Japan? Mm -hmm. They did one that was only Demon Slayer themed, Mm. Um, there's crazy amounts of demon slayer merch they do collaborations for shirts with uniqlo which we've bought like they do tons of shit man um so they're the you know they know what they're doing it you know it i'm sure it'll be like some domestic plane in japan or something and it'll have you know i'm fine whatever i'm fine with that still cool still cool um i got i got more stuff if you want but do you want to jump in no no hit me with it okay this one's quick um everything else is actually pretty quick um, Blade Runner Black Lotus. Oh, is that out? It's out. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I don't know how many episodes, to be honest. I watched the pilot. I was just sort of like jumping all around yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
And now, knowing that you haven't seen it, I'm I'm very... I want to choose my words carefully. So, I think um, one thing that we've established that makes a good show is its ability to create a vibe, just visually, music. Sometimes it hits different, right? Like, okay. And Blade Runner Black Lotus does that. Oh, okay. Effectively. And, you know, like... I think everyone is at this point in time pretty used to the idea of a universe, right? The MCU has kicked the door in on that mainstream. People understand that things are connected now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Blade Runner, I believe, is canon, and it's in the Blade Runner Black Lotus, I believe, is canon and happens like in between the two films. It, specifically, it's in twenty thirty two. Not a spoiler. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm excited. I was excited. I am excited to watch it. I think I'll watch a little bit more. There there is a big but. Um, the visuals are good. Yeah. The, the the song is extremely good. The OP is really great. Um, so is the animation for it. But the show itself, Grant, is uh, is is completely CG. It's oh. it's a CG anime. So it's like uh, it's like. Uh, a PlayStation 3 cinematic cutscene. <laughs> no, okay, maybe okay. maybe like a yeah, PS4 cinematic cutscene. But it it's it's uh I don't know. Like you know, I watched 20 minutes and I wasn't mad, but like sure. It's it's not CG what it does could not be. mean bad, no, you know. But it is yeah. jarringly different. But like I watched it and I was like, "You know what? That was a cool episode." So I don't know, but like I, you know, you gotta you gotta call a spade a spade sometimes. Like it was very distracting, right? Like we're coming mm-hmm. off of some pretty crazy bangers, uh, anime wise. You know, Vivi, Sunny Boy, uh, Demon Slayer is on right now. To your eternity, all hand drawn, right? And then even yeah. Demon Slayer that has elements of CG, it's like very sparsely used. It's it's a even though it's all technically anime, it's like a drastically drastically different kind of anime. And like you mm-hmm. said, CG doesn't mean bad, but it is different. Yes. Um, so I'd be curious on your thoughts. Like, it's twenty minutes. Check it out and just tell me if I'm crazy or if it's jarring or if you love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna check because, it. I I had no idea yeah. it was out. Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's it, like, I think they succeed. Oh, it's adult Swim too. Right? Yeah, is it it's Adult a, Swim. It's Adult Swim and Crunchyroll. Yeah, it says like in okay. collaboration with. So, I think you'll agree that they succeed in creating a vibe. I just don't know if they succeed in like hooking you or hooking me because like I was distracted. But sometimes you know. I don't know. Maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll watch it and just tell me to give my head a shake, and and then we can keep going. Yeah. Have you touched any more um, eighty six? No, I haven't. No, I. I, uh, I. This has been one of the. Like I said, I have not been able to touch much this week, but uh, I. All I really watch is Naruto with uh, with Liana, yeah. <laughs> and uh, some live action stuff. But uh, true. Also, I just want to take a shout out. One of the best. One of the most like silly, kind of just like good-hearted filler episodes I've ever seen in anime. Mm. It was kind of refreshing to see, considering like what the normal fodder is for, for a filler episode. Dude. But uh, it was it was just like a them helping out like their fa- favorite ramen shop. <laughs> it was so silly, and I was just laughing, hooting and hollering the whole time. It just it was just like a silly like twenty-minute episode. And uh, it, it's just nice to see filler episodes like shine every now and then. Is that on Naruto? Yeah, on Naruto. Sorry. Nice. Yeah. Um, the best one 
of all time, and I know you haven't seen it. Well, my not of all time. My personal favorite filler episode is a baseball game. I won't say between who, um, but it's a baseball exhibition baseball match in oh, Dragon Ball Dra- Super. Is this yeah, Dragon Ball Super. You haven't seen it, right? <laughs> no, you told me about it though, because I really like the one in Jitsu Kaisen. Yeah, I forgot they did that too. Yeah, um, dude, it it's enough to make you want to watch the series. It's so good. It's one of the funniest ah, things. So Just because, like, like, it was comedic, right? But it was, like, there were so many memes happening about Dragon Ball at that time while Dragon Ball Super mm. was on. And it's, like, meme culture somehow infiltrated the actual show. And mm. it was unbelievable. Um, 86, I'm on episode 9. It's heating up. I've, I'm ruling uh, on episode 9 that this show is good, not great. Um yeah. I am going to keep watching it until I'm caught up because I'm curious and because like some fairly significant plot points are resolved in episode nine. Um, but like, like moving on to the next thing kind of sort of thing or like, am I, or is the show? Well, no, is the show like, is it wrapping up? Like, is yeah, it, it already like getting over one major arc and now they're moving e- on to like the next set of stories. It seems that way. It could be like a okay. fake out. You never know. But like, I would say like some substantial plot development happens by episode nine and it's worth watching up to that point. I'm just hmm. curious, like where we go from here. Um, I was like pretty into that arc, but again, there are reliably, I think, some problems or, like, some choices I just sort of disagree with throughout that prevent it from being, like, amazing. I also recognize, obviously, sounding like like I'm this pretentious prick, I also recognize that, like, it's not just made for me and that clearly it's an obscenely <laughs> yeah. popular show that, like, yeah. is on, like, all the top charts right now. So I recognize that. I'm just saying, like, it's not, you know, 100% what I'm into. Um, but I think, you know, I'm this far in, I think I'm only like five or six off from being caught up. And I, I think you're the one who told me like season two is what is exploding right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, I want to see where that goes. Um, so I will, I will give that a try. Right on. And I think that's basically it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for this week. Yeah. Light week. Light week. Busy times though, you know, vacations and all that. First world problems. Mm. Um, but yeah, next week we are finishing our film reviews, right? Our classic anime film reviews. We only have one left. Yeah. Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies. A nice Ended fun on that one. Happy note. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a PG one you should sit down with the whole family for. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm um, in trouble on that. Yeah. So, um, we're very excited for this one. This dude has been... Um, at the top of my list for a really long time and I'm really glad I have a reason to watch it and like you know take notes throughout and get into it with you um, I, I don't know I'm mean, you know it's old well it's not old right was it 90s uh, it might be late 80s might be late 80s oh god I'm so excited um, yeah. yeah we're really really excited doing these uh, movie reviews has been super fun and then obviously after that, um, you know, in early December, Demon Slayer is going to start. So we're going to cover that week to week. And then I think Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 2 released a re- loose release date in like mid to late January or something. So mm-hmm. we're going to be busy. Lots of content for us. Lots of content for anyone listening. So 
Um, I'm very, excited very exciting. to be back to. I'm excited. You know, like I've been really enjoying these movie nights, but each you know each time we do them, it just reminds me of oh damn, like I miss doing like the week to week anime pods and yeah. You know, my my hero is it, it feels like a century ago. It feels so far behind us. I'm ready to jump back into Demon Slayer. And, yeah. and, and the Attack on Titan and, and whatnot. So it's yeah. yeah we needed really a little break though. I think so. I think movies was like the best call. Like it worked out. Oh, it was per- it's the ultimate palate cleanser we're getting kind of different genres stuff we hadn't seen before and mm-hmm. you know great like i said great with fireflies is clearly going to be heavy but it's i think it's going to oh, be one some of the most we haven't seen before so i'm, I'm really excited for that yeah we got to watch in you know a couple months we were going to have watched akira your name paprika and grave of the fireflies and somehow yeah. we hadn't seen those movies before you know All like timers. a very very uh profitable journey for us um so yeah very excited for that that will drop on next week on Wednesday, and then a couple days after that, back to the post show, and then before you know it, Demon Slayer. So thank you guys very, very much for listening. Um, subscribe, follow, comment, like, do whatever you want on whatever social media platform uh, of your choosing. Um, find us on the metaverse. Uh, really enjoying that. Um, but th- again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Cheers.